Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show, where truth, justice, and the American way are our ideals, our goals, and non-negotiable values. Great to have you with us, particularly so in these trying times, and nothing is as trying as this impaired puppet president of ours and his Marxist band of minions who are trying their worst to do their worst to this country and patriots everywhere. They're trying first and foremost, in what I think of as Obama's third term, to finish off America, our Constitution, and our way of life, and of course, you and me, and our fellow patriots. It should be clear to all what the Biden administration really is, and what sort of people make it up. Marxist Dems, committed to destroying this country, and still committed to destroying the only man I believe has the capacity, the strength, and talent, and intelligence to lead the United States out of the quagmire created by the Biden White House. That man is the one who's proved he has the gravitas and judgment to lead the nation to greatness. He's Donald J. Trump, and the corrupt FBI and Justice Department fear him more than any other public figure, and therefore they hate Trump through and through. Trump is the reason they raided his Mar-a-Lago offices. That's why Attorney General Merrick Garland needed 45 extra minutes to get his courage up and up to go out face cameras and make a media statement, but refuse to take questions. And it's why today the Justice Department opposed unsealing the affidavit that the Department of Justice used to get a judge's approval for a search warrant of Mar-a-Lago. It's all raw abuse of government power against not only President Trump, but the American people and our Constitution. This simply cannot stand. Our guest today has uncommon knowledge of the Marxist Dems and the deep state and their capacity for evil. With us today is General Michael Flynn, former National Security Advisor to President Trump, former Director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. General, it's great to have you with us, and let's start with a Mar-a-Lago raid, another Marxist Dem deep state atrocity against President Trump and our Constitution in the sixth year of their political persecution of Donald Trump. Hey, Lou, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. I think, uh, you know, I, I really, really appreciate uh, you, your audience. I appreciate everything that you have done for this country to keep, to be unapologetic. I like the word unapologetic. I, you're, you're an unapologetic guy when it comes to standing up for our country. And so what we are facing in this country right now is we're facing a complete breakdown of the rule of law and the institutions of the rule of law in our country. And it starts really with the Department of Justice. And I, and I, uh, I, I, I joke about it sometimes. I call it the Department of Just Us. Uh, and some people call it the Department of Injustice. But what, what this, this, uh, everything that we learned about the attack against President Trump, his family, me, my family, when it came to the Russia hoax, is was outrageous enough. I mean that the things that we have learned, the the lies, the dece the deception, and the criminal behavior of people at the highest levels of our government, when it came to the Russia hoax, we thought was was enough, and we still want people held accountable. And then we went into the impeachments, right? We went into two impeachments of the president of the United States of America, and they they couldn't find not even a a a speeding ticket when it came to Donald Trump. And then of course all of the personal uh, things that him and his family are going through. I know that, you know, recently in New York, he had to go up there because of the uh, New York attorney general was, was, was basically bringing his company up on, on all kinds of charges and they could find nothing. And, and, uh, and Trump for the first time, you know, he, he, he put out the other day about taking the fifth, which I've done. I've had to take the fifth. The fifth is a right that we have. It's not because you're guilty or innocent. It's a right that you have. So 
you cannot be incriminated by a bunch of thugs in our in our justice system, nor the thugs that are in our legislative side of the system, which is in the unselect committee, you know, where I took, I had to take the fifth there. So we have this constant political persecution. And now we have this raid on the home. So I'm going to, you know, it's Mar-a-Lago. People know what it, what it is. It's a beautiful place. It's, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a resort, but it's really the home. See, it's the home of the former, of the president of the United States of America. And they raided his home and God knows why or what for, because they really haven't told us the real truth. I mean, we've seen the warrant and the warrant is so broad. And, you know, the media, the media, Lou, as you know, and and actually even the even the statement from uh, the attorney general Garland made it sound like this was a really you know, this was a dramatic thing that we're that we're having to do. Uh, and but yet we find out that the warrant was issued on a Friday. And the FBI didn't didn't uh, go and execute it until the following Monday. So if we had problems with really, you know, really uh, uh, sensitive classified information, things about nuclear systems that we have. And so if we had that kind of dramatic, sensitive intelligence that was that was you know, that was uh, secured by President Trump or his team from the White House 18 months ago, then why wait another three or four days to go you know, to go get it. I mean, so it just doesn't make sense. None of it has none of it made sense immediately, Lou. And the American people are done being fooled. So the American people are now digging and they're looking and they're and they're asking a different set of questions. And I'm telling you, having been uh, not only doing, uh, you know, talking to various media outlets for the last week, but also talking to the American people. And we just spent we just spent a, another weekend with uh, thousands and thousands of Americans in upstate New York, and they came from from damn near all 50 states to our event. And I, I spent a lot of time out in the audience and out, out in the back and just talking to different people, hundreds of people. And people are just upset because they're not going to be fooled anymore. They they All they want is to be told the truth, number one. And number two, Lou, is they want accountability of these other things that I talked about. So we have not had accountability of, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop, you know, drama. We have not had accountability of all of the people that were involved in the Russia gate, right? In the Russian hoax, starting with starting with people in the former White House prior to Trump and people like at the national level, national intelligence director, the CIA director, people in the FBI, the FBI director, the deputy FBI director, you know, the the lovers of uh, of Strzok and Page, right? I'll, I'll name those two. I mean, all these people that have yet to be held accountable and and we're still going after, you know, the justice system, the just us system is still going after President Donald J. Trump. And and, and they had the the audacity, Lou, the audacity, uh, you know, not it's totally unprecedented, never in the history of our country. They went in and they assaulted his home. They raided his home. They they had the they just they had the egregiousness, the the incredible lack of of uh, of uh, protocol, and they are rummaging around in in his wife's uh, closets, his wife's bureau. I mean, so I here's what I said. Here's what I said the other day, Lou, and I said this the day before the um, the attorney general came out and and took responsibility for authorizing this raid okay so i was asked what level would this have to be approved and i immediately said the attorney general of the united states of america would would have to approve this and i said that there is no doubt there's no doubt in my mind that that somebody in the white house was aware of this now and i i sort of tongue-in-cheek said you know uh, uh joe biden and kamala harris they they probably if they were told, they wouldn't know the difference. I mean, you could tell them and they wouldn't even understand what's going on. And so I'm not sure what they really understand is going on in the country, because every time I hear particularly uh, President Biden, right, every time I hear him, I'm like, I, I you know, he, the guy like babbles when he talks. Right. And it's sad. It's sad. It's sad for this country. So I'm not really sure if if this did go to the president or if they did take it to him. But I can guarantee you, and there's no way in the world that, I, that for me as a guy who ran one of the largest intelligence agencies in the world, 
was the most senior military intelligence officer for the United States uh, military, was the national security advisor to our country, was a assistant director of national intelligence for this country. There's no way in the world that the White House was not aware of this raid, which has never happened in the history of our country. No president has ever had their home raided like, like the FBI did with 30 agents in a, like as though he's the, he's this hardened terrorist criminal. I mean, this is insane. And so I, I, uh, so what do we do about it, Lou? And, and, uh, cause I don't want to, you know, I'm going on and on, but I, I think that the American people are sick of it and they're so tired and they're, and they're like, you know, we have got to, we have got to fix these problems that we have. And our first place that we have to fix is our rule of law institutions because they're out of control. They're totally out of control. So what does that mean to fix them? Well, you know, the FBI and the, and the, and the attorney general who I said 24 hours prior to, to him, to him coming out and approving. And I said, I guarantee the attorney general approved it. The next day he had to come out on a, on a, uh, on a, uh, a press conference and say, yep, I approved it. I don't know whether it was because he was hearing that from guys like me, but I know he was hearing it from, from, from everybody. And he knew that they screwed this up. The, the backlash, the backlash against the, uh, the white house, the backlash against the department of justice against the FBI is, is horrible. And, and I don't want it to be like that, Lou, you know, me and you, know, and we've talked about this many other times. We don't want our government to be like this. We want our government to be respected. We want our rule of law to be respected. We want, I want the FBI to be respected. I want the department of justice to be respected, but, but right now they're not, and they're not because of their own behavior, because of their own actions. And I'm, I'm a guy that can talk, you know, in, you know, rhyme and verse and in great detail about the corruption that I face and my family face. And frankly, I do call their actions un-American. And, and uh, in the case of Donald Trump, uh, President Trump, who you know well, Lou, I mean, he, I totally support you know, the, his actions and his, and his responses to this and, and the kinds of things that he was doing. I mean, everything that we've learned from this, here, he, here President Trump and his team have been cooperating and talking to these guys like they're, like they're buddy buddies. This happens after every administration when it comes to uh, archiving of information and archiving of, you know, of, of data and, and the kinds of things that a president needs to take. I mean, you know, we don't want to get into, we don't want to get into the, to the Clintons. I mean, that, they ended up, they were, they took, they took the, the China and the silverware from the, I mean, it was, it was seriously, you know, and, and not, not jokingly. I mean, so, you know, then when we talk about classified, the president of the United States, and I, and I think that this is important for your audience. So when the when a president departs for the final time, you know, after, you know, let's say, you know, after his term or his second term, they are given a a budget, a, 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 you know, a good budget. And at one time it was about four million dollars a year, but it's a good budget. It's a government approved budget. The taxpayers have, you know, have approved it through our own system of government. And it, and it is ordered for the president, the former president of the United States to have a staff akin to and it's not not as big, obviously but to have a staff while he is the former president, because at times the former presidents of our United States of America have been called upon to go and do things to advance American interests around the world or to advance an American interest right here at home. Maybe former presidents get involved in education. Maybe former presidents get involved in, in, in drug abuse. Maybe former presidents get involved in dealing with former, uh, with foreign partners and and foreign adversaries because because of relationships that they've had and 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 we've done that we've done that with foreign with um, former presidents for a long time so that so Donald Trump has a has a staff that and it also includes in his home the ability to have a skiff a secure a, a secure compartmented facility to be able to protect classified information he's got a staff to have a chief of staff. He's got a staff to have a national security advisor. He's got all these little, you know, components of a of a legitimate staff for a functioning former president of the United States. That's why he still has Secret Service, right? So he still has Secret Service. So there's there's all these little aspects of what we expect our former presidents to be able to do to help advance the United States of America. And here we have the administration of Biden, the Biden administration. They are doing everything to damage, not just President Donald J. Trump, 
they're doing everything to damage what it is that we have as a as a democracy, as a form of a, a, a Republican form of government or a republic form of government. I mean, I have had and I, I have I have friends all over the world, Lou, that are you know very serious people in in uh, in politics or in uh, in certainly in the military. And the amount of people that have sent me uh, messages from around the world that that are just ashamed of what has happened in America, and they're asking me questions like. You know, Flynn, what is going on there? What's happening to the to the United States of America? Is the is the U.S. collapsing? Is the U.S. falling apart? Can we continue to count on the United States of America to be this beacon, to be this you know uh, uh, you know true North Star, to be this you know shining city on the hill? And I have a very difficult time answering that question today, Lou. I'm I am I am uh, I'm, I'm beyond disappointed. Uh, I I feel ashamed at times because of how uh, our our nation is beginning to look, but it's principally because of the actions by this White House and the actions by this uh, by by the current government that we have in Washington D.C. and uh, they are they seem to be attacking everything from uh, from moms who are standing up for their children. They've made you know moms political enemies over real criminals. The uh, you know the crazy, crazy spending spree by, by, uh, by the Congress uh, for this eighty-seven thousand IRS agents, the the forty-year high inflation, the record record level of illegal illegals coming into our country, the the amount of fentanyl. I mean, Lou, I read a stat the other day. We have a, I think we're at a hundred thousand deaths caused by fentanyl this year alone. Uh, you know the fact that we are. We are dependent now. We are dependent on foreign countries for our energy. I mean, how insane is that? And then we have, of course, China. Uh, uh, you know, the crisis going on over the Taiwan Straits right now. We have we gave fifty billion with a B dollars to Ukraine, and and we've seen the, la- the latest latest uh, latest couple of weeks here. We've seen some media reporting where like very little of that money is actually going to where it needs to be in Ukraine. Because why? Because Ukraine is rated as one of the most corrupt countries on the planet by our own State Department, we had the debacle in Afghanistan, which happened about a year ago. Lou, right? Happened about right. a year ago. We had the, the 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 surrender to the Taliban. The um, and they basically the we we surrendered to the Taliban, and then we we escaped. Right? We escaped out of there, but we left we left thousands of Americans behind enemy lines. We are dealing with Iran, who. You know, in the news lately, Iran has been just horrific, and uh, particularly, you know, in some of their actions against Israel, and and some of their statements by some of their leaders. But yet, we have a negotiation ongoing in um, in uh, I think it's in Geneva right now for Iran to have nuclear weapons. And guess who's at the table, Lou? Guess who's at the table? Russia. Russia is at the table, and they are one of the key negotiators between Iran and the United States of America for Iran to have nuclear weapons. Yet we're we're putting sanctions against Russia. We're we're doing all these things over in Ukraine against Russia. I and mean, it's just it's 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 absurd. It's an upside down world. It's uh, like the in one of those uh, uh, I think it was the Seinfeld show years ago had the Bizarro world, right? So all of these things. And there's many, many more. There's many more. I mean, I, I still talk about the election integrity issues that we're having. I still, you know, the, I mean, everything. We have supply chain crisis. We have labor shortages. We have, you know, the massive, massive drug smuggling that's going on in this country. And I mentioned fentanyl. We have this, you know, this hysterical January 6th unselect committee, which is only allowing one side of the argument. And frankly, I think, so here's my, here's my hypothesis, Lou. If you if you don't mind me, because I know I'm going on. Not at all. My hypothesis of of the Mar-a-Lago raid is that the January 6th unselect committee found nothing. They knew that their narrative was totally collapsing. Nobody even cared about it. It's one of the least, you know, concerning things of Americans right now because it's just such a farce. It's such a joke that, and I'm under I'm under subpoena for this committee. I pled the fifth to this committee. And uh, and I did it because, you know, because I know the type of people that we're up against in our in our entire justice system. So I actually think that they found nothing. They realized that the whole thing was collapsing. The narrative 
of, of January 6th was collapsing. And so they needed something else. They needed another distraction. And so vis-a-vis -vis the Mar-a-Lago raid, right? And, and, uh, and, and so that, this particular one was done in such an egregious, you know, and, and I, I use that word, but I use it, you know, very seriously, in such an egregious way, the behavior of the FBI at the, at the president of the United States' home it, in, uh, in Palm Beach, Florida there, at Mar-a-Lago, uh, and the way that they took a very broad warrant, because the warrant was very broad. It's like, it, you know, you can go look anywhere. Uh, they took a very broad warrant, yeah. and they took advantage of it. And they didn't allow the lawyers to, to you know, to, to be part of it. They didn't even show want to show the lawyers the, the warrant. I mean, it, this is crazy. This is a third world uh, be, this is third world behavior in in what really should be, you know, the 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 best country, the the shining light for the rest of the world. Instead, we have the international community now looking at the United States of America and wondering if are we still are we still going to be that 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 beacon of hope, that 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 true North Star. And I'm yeah. really concerned about that, Lou. And I. So how do we get back there? And, you know, my big thing has been going around the country, getting people to to run for school board, to run for county commissioner, to you know get up at the local level. I use the phrase local action equals a national impact. So if people stand up, step up, speak up in their counties and, and get involved like they've never been involved in, fix the voter registration uh, systems, fix voter integrity, you know, get involved, volunteer, 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 get involved, be fearless. Don't worry about the, you know, the media in your local area that's gonna, that's gonna come after you because they do. Just be fearless and and but but get involved. Not everybody can be. I call it. Not everybody can be a Washington D.C. superstar, and everybody has to be a Joan of Arc. You know, we have to sort of get people. You know, we have to, you know, awaken people, and that's why we have this reawaken uh, America tour that we do run, and uh, and I have been involved in. And the last thing I'd say before you, I throw it back to you, Luda. If you have any other issues you want to discuss, is I I say that the you know the destiny of our country, Lou. Really, the destiny of America, the future of America for my children and my grandchildren is going to be determined by every single American citizen. It's not going to be determined by Washington, D.C. It's not going to be determined by the politicians that we have. And the determination of that destiny is, is based on which path each of us chooses to walk upon. You know, when we, when we start to think about what more can I do as an American citizen? And that's my bigger message is for people to get out there and decide to get involved. And, you know, and I tell you, I know your audience. I, I, I do. I, I believe I know the type of audience you have. You have a very, very broad audience. And I think that people are looking for truth and they need to know most most people out there that are listening at it in their homes or listening at it you know, on, the, on, a, on a drive or something like that. Trust me, folks, you're not alone. All the things that I've been talking about, all of us feel the same way. All of us feel this, this anxiety. We have this like angst in our country saying to ourselves, Jesus, how do we ever get here, Lou? You know, and, and, uh, and we got here because, frankly, we, we, we've got a little bit apathetic in, in, our, uh, in our sort of political discourse. And we allowed people, politicians primarily, to, to sort of continue on and take, you know, get back into office and, and every time they get back in office, they just do they, they do worse damage to us. So let now's me, the time. I'm sorry, Lou, go ahead. Yeah, let me just pose an answer to, to part of what you're asking. Where did it start? I think it started with the Patriot Act uh, after September 11th. I think it started with a number of agencies, uh, intelligence agencies, law enforcement agencies, the creation of the Homeland Security Department, and suddenly... Uh, suddenly we started moving toward uh, a surveillance state. Uh, yeah. And with that, the dim saw an opportunity where the Republicans, uh, frankly, did the typical thing. Uh, they were expedient. They stepped back and they let the, the Dems have their way. Uh, after the Bush administration, uh, we're, we're watching uh, we're watching this extraordinary uh, eight years of Barack Obama in which he organized and weaponized the intelligence agencies. And no one, I, I mean, I'll be glad to debate this with anyone, 
Yeah, it, I it's, would too. it's just straightforward fact. And now that we had a Donald Trump uh, shock to the system, uh, the system of the Marxist Dems and the deep state from which they could not recover. And they knew that it was existential for Trump if they were to permit him to go another four years, uh, it would have been disaster. Uh, we're watching in Mar-a-Lago uh, after all of the nonsense. This is, a, look at Bruce Reinhardt, the magistrate that the FBI selected at the Department yeah. of Justice. A magistrate, not even a full Article Three judge. Exactly. In order to get a search warrant instead of serve a subpoena, in order to be as disruptive and hostile as they possibly could be against a president of the United States, who had, by the way, Reinhardt had recused himself 20 days previous to the raid uh, because he had been uh, selected to be the judge in the Donald Trump lawsuit against Hillary Clinton for the crossfire hurricane conspiracy that led to the Russia hoax, that led to the special counsel, and was carried throughout the Trump administration. Uh, in the form of a special counsel, in the form of two impeachments, and then, and then, uh, January 6th and all that has followed. Uh, I, I truly believe that that is where it started. Yeah. And we have been damn fools to let it go. Our, our, our Congress, our Senate gave up their oversight responsibilities in the quote-unquote national interest, uh, in national security interest. Uh, as well. It, it, it's that's where it is. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate your you're laying that out. And I think that that is so spot on. So let me let me just let me bring a, a couple of, I guess, highlights to this. And I'd start with Dwight D. Eisenhower when he was president of the United States of America in the last uh, month of his one of his very, very famous last speeches. He warned us about the military industrial complex. Right. Okay. And I think, and I, you know, tell your audience, you know, it's this very short speech. It's, it's a great speech. I think it's only like 10 minutes, you know, to, I, I encourage people to go listen to it because uh, you can find it online. And he talks about the military industrial complex and really he warns us. It's a warning. So here I am sitting here and what you just described when we talk about the weaponization of aspects of our federal government and especially the weaponization of the intelligence community by Barack Obama. I now I now call this a security state. So my warning to America is that we have entered sort of a new phase of of the um, takeover of our country and and the military industrial complex, while it still exists, it is actually a subordinate to what I call the security state. And the security state is this rise of the federal government since the uh, Patriot Act, as you as you uh, uh, mentioned earlier there. So I can, I can tell you that the size of the federal government on the 10th of September of 2001 grew by times, at least by times five in the in the 10 years that I the following 10 years, 11 years that I I continue to serve in the government. I did a I did a, a, a uh, an examination when I went into the Defense Intelligence Agency of the size of the federal government, partly because I wanted to know how we stacked up, how the DIA, the intel agency, stacked up to other organizations and, and how much change had taken place, because I was really trying to affect the culture of an organization, a large organization, almost 20,000 people, right? And I looked at the size of the government, and what I learned was that from the Patriot Act, and it really does start with with that as one of the one of the elements, one of the conditions that were was created uh, post 9/11 and the attack on our country, the government started to become really uh, much larger. And I say like you know it's like times five. We have a we have a gigantic federal government that needs to be uh, completely and wholly reformed. But we also had, saw the rise of the security state meaning the rise of federal programs and federal organizations and federal law enforcement organizations. Uh, for example, the Department of Homeland Security, right? That didn't exist. We did uh, prior to 9-11 and prior to the Patriot Act. The, 
the elements of it did, the, the uh, Transportation Security Administration, TSA, that we see at our, all of our airports, that didn't exist prior to 9-11. Uh, it, it existed. It was a cause and effect issue, right? So the TSA, to give you an example, TSA is about 70,000 people. It's about 70,000 people. And you know everybody has their issues with TSA, but it's, a, it's all part of this security state. So now when you take it to, to today, and you look at the security state apparatus and who is leading it, right? What organizations are the principal drivers behind it? It is clearly elements of our, of our intelligence community. Definitely the, the, the sort of the top organizations, the National Security Agency, Central Intelligence Agency, you know, Defense Intelligence, the, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Those are security state elements. Within that, within that realm, though, is the Federal Bureau of Investigation which is a not only an intelligence arm of the security state, it is actually it is also a law enforcement arm, and it is tucked underneath uh, by sort of line and block chart. It's tucked underneath the Department of Justice and the Attorney General. I mean, these are things that most Americans, and frankly, most people in our that come into government to serve in the White House, they don't even understand half of what I'm talking about. They, they still don't understand. Even people that have served for for four years in an administration don't understand what I just said. The security state of our country has grown has grown so out of control. And when you have a president for eight years, and now I'm talking about the Obama administration, when you have a president for eight years that brings in people and allows uh, allows the structure and the organization and the behavior and the I would call it the culturalization, right? That's changing the culture of a of a uh, organization like the Department of Justice, like the FBI, where the enemy, the enemies are not criminals and the enemies are not our overseas adversaries. The enemies are actually the citizens of our country. And they make the enemies, they make those of us who are political, you know, politically inclined. Like if I'm a conservative and I'm on, I'm on you know, Trump's team, then I become the enemy and they go after me. I mean, look, just look, Lou, at the people that are around. But, you know, as you said, and you're right. Trump came in in 2016 and it was a it wasn't a fluke it was because the american people were sick of the of what we had been up against and what and the, and frankly 8 years of of uh, of an assault on our freedoms and 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 the way the economy was going and Trump promised a bunch of things and he met all of his promises and he was terrific at it and and they when he when he beat the heir apparent in Hillary Clinton it was like Oh, my God, we, we can't have this guy. We can't have a person like this come in and, frankly, do two things. One, fix the country and make it better. And number two, find out how much corruption and how much criminal activity we were actually doing. That's why they went after me so quickly and so and so uh, um, in a really a radical way. That I, I can tell you that, you know, and go Viciously. into verse on that. Just think about what is contained in the new bill that was signed the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, as the uh, Orwellian Biden, right. Marxist dim uh, right. White House styled it. What was in, in there is, and I think this is the most telling of all the elements in it, 87,000 new Internal Revenue Service agents, $80 billion alone to more than double the number of agents, 87,000. Yeah, and those agents, the first thing they put up is an ad. And, they, and the first elements within that, and it's the only time I've ever seen it uh, in my life, uh, whether it's the military, whether it is uh, the Texas Rangers, the, the, you name it. You have to have uh, expertise with a handgun and uh, the uh, the will to exercise uh, deadly force. I mean, do, have you ever seen a, a, a condition I like I that know, put on a marine the, or a soldier? I haven't. Yeah, no, but, I never have. And you know, and I'm, but I I will tell you, and you know, and for your audience, we should not be surprised, Lou. We should not be surprised that this administration, all of the actions that it is taking, do not be surprised. And I said this publicly the other day to a large audience. Uh, just two days ago, I said, look, this Mar-a-Lago thing, <clears throat> it, is, it is just another distraction because what they do, they're masters at this. It's another distraction 
It's another means of further dividing this country. And so I guarantee, I guarantee, and this 87,000 IRS agents is part of this. It is a, they, they will come up with another distraction b- between now and the next time we talk, Lou, you know, that, that to, to cause us to not focus on the real problems that they know they have, which is things like election integrity, right? Things like this massive illegal invasion, the problems with inflation, the problems with drugs on the streets, the, the, the levels of crime. I mean, we are, we are in, in really tough, tough shape right now. And to throw on top of that, hey, we're gonna, and to make it sound like, oh yeah, the 87,000 IRS agents is a good thing. No, they, they, they will not, they, you know, th- this business about they're only gonna go after uh, people that earn over 400,000 is bullshit. Excuse my Irish. I mean, it is total bull. These are people that are gonna be out there and they're gonna come after you. Uh, you know, listener, they're going to come after, you know, the American citizen, the majority of audits already being done, Lou, the majority of audits already being done better than 50% of the audience being done, audits being done in this country right now are after the middle income and lower middle income uh, citizens of this country. So for this administration to blatantly try to try to make us believe that 87,000 IRS agents is good for us, it's like, it's like when somebody, you know, when, the, when you're in the military, you're in the government and the inspector general shows up and they, and they tell you that they're here to help. No, they're not. They're not there to help. These people are not going to be there to help. They're going to be there to basically be another member of what I call this security state complex to basically cause this country to move more closely and align itself more closely with a socialist communist system of you know ideological system I, I don't know i don't know why else we are moving in this direction other than they're changing this is not about republicans and democrats anymore this is about people who love this country and i don't care what walk of life they come from but if you love this country we are losing our freedoms rapidly much faster than i think anybody really uh, thought could ha- ever happen and we are moving into a, a into an ideological realm if you will that is more aligned with communism and socialism. That's the only way I can I can say it. The, you know, we, we haven't talked too much about China in this uh, uh, this well, broadcast, but China China has infiltrated this country, Lou. They've infiltrated into our businesses. They've infiltrated into our education system. They've infiltrated into our government, and that's a real thing, and that's a real threat. And they and we know we know that there's people in the in the White House. I mean, just look at Hunter Biden and the relationships that he has, business relationships that he has with the one of the one of the in fact, one of the guys was the leader of the Chinese Communist Party intelligence uh, right. apparatus. You know, it's it's Hunter Biden has been under investigation for four years. But you talk about the CCP in China. Uh, you your experience is uh, leader of uh, one of the most important right. intelligence agencies. We go back to 1993. In 1993, a snapshot in time, right? It is uh, the first year of the Clinton administration and identified in the United States were 3,500 front companies for the CCP, the the People's Liberation Army, Communist China. And we knew that they were infiltrating. Now we come back here 30 years uh, into the future. It's the present. And guess what? We've they've dismantled all of the task forces that were supposed to be taking on these front companies because no one did a thing in the pre, in the previous twenty five years. Right? It, no, no, ridiculous. that means Lou. It's 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 uh it's it's. What do these intelligence agencies do, Mike? Yeah, no, they screwed. I'm going to tell you, they have. Believe me, believe me. And and they, you know they've screwed up. We we this is a grave grave national security threat to the United States of America. And I appreciate you bringing up, uh, taking us back to 1993, because you're right. This is 2022. So this is decades. This is a generation later. And so you have to say to yourself, so if it was that bad then, how bad is it now? Right. And we can complain all day about, you know, the, the, what the intelligence agencies should be doing. And I know what they should be doing. And believe me, you know, in, in, in the two years that I was at the Defense Intelligence Agency, I, you know, you're, I, I am privy to a lot of, of intelligence. And then, of course, going in to become the national security advisor to the president of the United States, 
privy to a lot of intelligence. What I, what I would say, not hypothetical, this is not hypothetical for your audience, what I would say is the level of infiltration by, by, the, by the, you know, the People's uh, Liberation Army, by the communist uh, Chinese, you know, by, the, by the communist government of China, you know, by the CCP into every single aspect of, of Americana is very, very real. And so in its, in its, in its, it grew rapidly under administrations that enabled it and allowed it because they really were not, you know, when you think about it, when you, when you look at what, what kinds of actions and what kinds of decisions were made, they were not necessarily decisions. And I'm not talking about the Clinton administration. I'm talking about the Obama administration that didn't advance America's interests around the world. What they were doing is they were allowing China to to gain even more of a foothold inside of the United States of America. And that's a, that's a very, very strong statement from a guy like me who's been, who's, yep. who's been at the top levels of our intelligence community and inside of the White House and has knowledge, deep knowledge of, of China. And I, I have always, I've been saying this for a long time, Lou, about China. And I've talked a lot about just, their, just the amount of students that the Chinese have been sending to our country for the better part of two decades, really three, but, but we're talking about upwards of 500,000 students a year, you know, and the average is probably 300,000 students a year going back 20 years coming into our country. And so what are they doing? And they're young, they're, they're young people. And so what are they doing? Are they working to spy? Are they working to, to, you know, to get inside of our systems? Are they working to get an education and go back home and use our, use the, use the great education system that we have at the college and, and our graduate and undergraduate level, which we still do to a degree. Are they learning engineering? Are they learning math? Are they in our labs? Are they in our medical facilities? Are Yes, yes, yes. The answer is yes. They're all, they are in every aspect of what we do. I mean, I just listened to a piece the other day about, and I've been following this very closely, about the amount of real estate, real estate that the Chinese government is buying in the United States of America. For any, for any foreign government to purchase real estate in this country, it takes approval by the State Department. So why, why is it that our State Department is allow, allowing members of the Chinese military to purchase uh, large plots of property, good property, good, I mean, really, really uh, some of the best property in our country, right? Buying land right next to military bases. This is, this is it's insane. So, you know, if, if it sounds like my hair is on fire, and for those people that meet me around the country, uh, and, and many do. For those that listen and hear me speak in other places, my hair is on fire, and I'm not. And I'm not a boy crying, you know, a wolf. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a, you know. It's, I mean, it, this is this is very very serious. And, you know, I'm a guy that could have gotten out of the military after a great career, very very you know, an excellent career. I could have gotten out of the military and gone and gotten myself on some boards and some, you know, and done all kinds of things, you know, and, and, and had a nice cushy life and gone and played some golf and, and took a take nice vacation, all that crap. Right. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, right. I got involved in politics and I, and I met a guy named Donald J. Trump and I believed in what he believed in. And he and I saw eye to eye on the future of America and how, and how uh, difficult it, that it was going to be for us to maintain the America that we both grew up in, and and uh, because it was it was being damaged by by stupid people and and uh, and people that actually were I would say I would call them un-American, and he won and he won. So you know when, once he wins, then all of a sudden we become the enemy of the state, right? The bureaucratic state, the deep state as we call it, and uh, the, I call it the security state. And they're continuing to do this. They're continuing to damage our country, and. When I think about the people that are inside of our government, because I know that there are a few people, there's a few good people in there that care, but they are all fearful of what might happen to them if they if they speak up, if they become, you know, quote unquote whistleblowers, or if they go and they and they and they quit and they come out and they start talking about what they saw. People are afraid of our own goddamn government, Lou. We cannot have that in the United States of America. We cannot live like this. We cannot have a FBI and a justice system that is attacking, assaulting the very fabric of our country, which is the regular American citizen who's in fear. They're afraid that the 
that the FBI is going to come knock on their door because they attended a, a relatively peaceful uh, demonstration in Washington, D.C. that, you know, I think as, we, as the I'll talk to the January 6th unselect thing again. And what happened on January 6th? I think if we find out the truth and we get all the evidence, we get all the videos, we get all the narratives and, and, and true evidence is going to be seen that we're going to find that there was that there was some some uh, planning of, of what happened on January 6th. And I'm not well, talking pre- about planning. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. I, I'll predict one thing on that. I think you're going to see the January 6th committee dissolve in the middle of the night, go away, bury all of the video, bury all of the uh, documents they've got Mm -hmm. so that no one can ever see it because it is a travesty carried out against the American people. Hundreds of Americans charged, uh, punished. Uh, It it is an abuse of government like uh, we have never seen We've never seen. And, you know, so here's my my last point to you and I'll, I'll, you know, get off my soapbox. I pray that we win in November. I pray that we win the House and we win the Senate. I pray that we win some really critical governor positions. I pray that we win some state legislatures in some really critical states. I pray that we win and I pray that we have a free and fair election. I'm, I am, I am, uh, I am not inclined to, uh, to say that, you know, I'm going to be naive and think that it's going to be you know, nice and clean because it's not. It's going to be really ugly and there's going to be all kinds of cheating going on in our election because we're seeing it in, in our damn primaries. But that's what I pray for. And and if that happens, if we're lucky enough, let's just say we just win the House, we just win the House of Representatives. What that's going to do, it's not going to solve our problems. Luke. It's going to give America a little bit of breathing room. And let's see what our Republican uh, uh, legislatures do if they do get in charge, let's see if they actually stand up and go and go after these people and, and hold to account the people that are actually doing the most severe damage to our country, which are many of the different people and institutions that we have been talking about. That's what we have to find out. We ha- and, and frankly, is there a real investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop and what we've learned from that? Because it's not just some, some son of a, of a president who's got a drug problem. This is a grave threat to our national security because of the business and endeavors and the business relationships that we know of that he had in Ukraine, that, that Hunter had in, in, in China, and the business partners that he had, as well as the big guy, right? We don't, we want, we don't want to forget the big yeah. guy. So oh. I, that's what I pray for, Lou. I pray that we are, are able to, uh, to, to have that happen. And then, of course, uh, then it gives us breathing room to get us to 2024. And maybe, you know, maybe I, I, I'd love Donald Trump to to announce today. You know, he, I think he needs to announce sooner than later. But people tell me, you know, it's different different reasons why he, he shouldn't do it. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different reasons. And But I, I, I would rather he do it sooner. To, then what would it would do to me, and this is my, my take on it, it would galvanize, absolutely galvanize the American people even more than they already are, are ready to stand up and, and uh, and truly fight in the political battles that we're going to have in the next in the coming months uh, to get to November 2022 and then to get to November 2024, it would galvanize the American people like like we've never seen in this country. And I think that there is there is probably 10, 20, maybe maybe 30 to 40 million people left of that center line. Right. That are over there in the Democratic Party that never thought that they'd lose our country to communism and don't like the idea of of uh, living in a communist country, because that's what's going to happen, folks, if we don't get through these elections um, in the in the you know in no, in November, frankly, this November, uh, you know, if it if it if it's if it's an unfair election, like I believe the 2020 election was unfair um, and and done you know uh, corruptly, then we could we could actually find ourselves very rapidly moving towards communism, very you know much much quicker, and uh, and I'm afraid of that. I'm, I'm I, that does. That does uh, that does concern me, and because I can see it, I've seen it in other countries. Uh, we, we've seen it in places like Venezuela. Venezuela is one of the, you know, one of the more recent examples. And people in this country think of Venezuela as some, you know, asshole, but it's really it was really one of the top ten economies in the world back in the '80s, and it was generally it was pretty pretty well aligned to the United States of America as a as a as a place where they had free and fair elections. And then all of a sudden, now now in, in uh, Venezuela, 
it's just a, it's become a criminal enterprise and you can't even, you know, those people that are living there, you can't even get a roll of toilet paper, right? I mean, you can't buy food. And it was one of the top 10 economies in the world not that long ago in my lifetime, in my military career. So that's how fast something can happen in this country. And don't think that it can't, folks. And so that's why I say we've got to get involved. I would love to see Donald J. Trump, uh, President Trump. I'd love to see him step up there and say, you know what, I'm running. But I, I, I you know, I understand the the advantages and disadvantages of that. And some of it has to do with the the the, uh, the the FEC, the Federal Elections Commissions and monies and all that kind of stuff. But I but this we can't make it about that. We need to make this about our country and what's best for our country. And right now, what's best for our country is we we have to have leaders around the country that have never been involved in politics step up and get involved. And we have to have the American people go vote. I mean, my God, we are still only at about 30 percent of people that can vote that have that are registered to vote in this country for the primaries. We're only hovering around 30 percent right now in the primaries across the country. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm told that we should only expect a 60 percent turnout in November. We can't have that, folks. We got to have everybody. Everybody's got to show up to the to the game. And it's not just go to the bleachers. I want people on the field. I want people on the field. I want everybody on the field. And you get on the field by going and voting. That's how you play. That's how we play in this in this uh, country called the United States of America. And uh, that's that's how each of us participates. And so that's what I want. Well, I think that what you want is uh, what is best for America. And I think that that is a big part uh, of the list that we need uh, to, to get this country going again. Uh, General Flynn, always great to talk with you. I hope you'll come back soon. Uh, the next time we'll talk about the intelligence agencies, including the FBI. Uh, and the Department of Justice will also take up the Homeland Security Department and how an agency that was a, a department was created uh, in the wake of September 11th to coordinate right. law enforcement agencies, intelligence agencies, and support first responders at the local level suddenly uh, has its own intelligence agency, has its own uh, police forces in various forms, and you mm -hmm. talked about several of them, uh, but uh, especially the TSA. Uh, and it's it's a fascinating issue and, and critical to all that we are talking about. General Michael Flynn, a great patriot, a great American. God bless you. God bless, Lou. Thank you, and thank you to your your really great audience. God bless. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here tomorrow. John McLaughlin, leading GOP pollster and strategist on the political turmoil and conflicts boiling over in America. Please join us here tomorrow on The Great America Show. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.